Thanks for joining us for today's sermon. We are always so encouraged to hear how God is working in your life. If the messages of this church have touched you in some way, please share that with us by clicking on the contact tab at lifesc.org to send us an email. And if you would like to give to this ministry, you can do so online to help us bring messages just like this one to you each week. It is our prayer that God blesses you through this message today. How many like Mother's Day? Amen. How many enjoy it? How many had a difficult mother? <laughs> you had a rough young life and, and it was not so good. And, and so now you have, you have to enjoy Mother's Day through different means. I, I, I know some people who have a very difficult day today. And I want you to know that God understands that. Amen. He does know your plight. He does know where you're coming from. And I, I want to read to you something very special that you can still do, no matter whether you had a great mom or whether you had a not-so-great mother. And that's in Exodus chapter 20, and we'll read it, verse 12. It says, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. In Deuteronomy 5, 16, he hits it one more time. And you find these words quickly turning there. Deuteronomy 5 and 26 sorry, 16, it says, Honor thy father and thy mother as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. Notice it's a command that you have to honor your father and mother. And then it says that they, that thy days may be prolonged and that it may be good and that it may go well with thee. Everyone say well with thee. That it might be good with you. You honor your father and mother, it's going to be good with you in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. In other words, he said, first he said, honor your father and mother. And then he says, honor your father and mother so it's good in the land that you're at. And then Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, if you want to flip all the way over to the New Testament, because I don't just want you to think that this is an Old Testament situation or, or proposition. God gives us a promise with this particular command. It's the first command, the scripture says, with promise. Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 3. If you have it there, children, obey your parents in the Lord. Everyone say, in the Lord. That means that your parents in the Lord could be somebody who is a spiritual parent to you. If you didn't have father or mother that was near you, around you, you need to seek out a spiritual parent to lead you, mentor you, guide you. Amen? So it says, Obey your spiritual parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Everyone say promise. Wednesday night, we heard about some good promises, didn't we? Amen? How many here were here for Bible study Wednesday night? That it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long. Everyone say live long on the earth amen amen i want to stop there and just preach to you for a little while this morning on mother's day just about having a mother who builds god's house amen a mom who builds god's house we know god's house is us right it's our body it's our temple we talked about all the furniture and the tabernacle and we've been going through this series of building god's house but i want you to know that the greatest thing that a mother can build is a child that knows how to live for god and knows how to be a tabernacle and a place for God to dwell. Let's gather our hearts together around this message today and enjoy Mother's Day. Jesus, we love you so much. We thank you for being here already. We thank you for the sweet touch of your presence. We thank you for the surrender we found in you today. We ask you to just move in your presence and, and encourage every mother today in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen.
you may be seated in the house of the Lord. Amen. It's good to be in God's house. Mother's Day is celebrated all across America today. A day we all acknowledge and recognize the contributions of mothers and those that have made great strides to bring up difficult, hard-willed, sometimes very challenging children. Amen? There's two women that started this. The name, her name was Julia Ward Howell and the other was Ann Jarvis. They started Mother's Day and President Woodrow Wilson proclaimed it an official holiday in America back in May 14th of 1914. Mrs. Jarvis was then arrested in 1923 for disturbing a Mother's Day parade because she felt the people were commercializing the day for profit. She said, I never intended for profit but for sentiment mentality amen she wanted to honor mothers so much she disrupted a parade for mothers because they were making profit off of it that's someone who's dedicated amen Abraham Lincoln said once he said all that I am or hope to be I owe to my mother John Quincy Adams once said all that I am my mother hath made me there is a Jewish saying that goes like this it says God could not be everywhere and therefore he made a mother amen and also it says in an old statement says the hand that rocks the cradle controls the world but they they don't understand all the different nuances possibly of what a mother can do because a mother is the person that the battle soldier cries out for when he's ebbing when his life is ebbing away on a battlefield doesn't ask for his commander doesn't ask for anybody else more than one soldier has held his comrade in his hands as he has been taken in battle and the last few words sometimes they say is I want my mom a mother has a major impact on the life of an individual so much so that they can search for a mother figure all their life if they didn't have an appropriate mother figure when they were young I tell you that mothers are the most impressionable thing on a child and mothers are the most amazing gift God ever gave the family amen somebody so I'm yelling, but mothers represent the nurturing side of family authority. And the reason why I'm so excited about those few words I just said is because I grew up with a mother who wept at night in her room, and I didn't, th I didn't know what it was all about. I, I thought she was just upset. She was crying. And one night I walked to the door, which was the night that changed my life forever because I heard her whispering her son's name, and I heard her whispering her daughter's name. And she wasn't crying because she was sad. She was weeping because she was praying protection over her children. Amen. The greatest thing you could ever have is a mom that prays for you. Amen. My mother is a praying mom. She did everything that she could to teach us the best and, and instill in us the most important things of life. No matter the difficulties, no matter the struggles, no matter the bad decisions she would ever make, she always made sure we understand that you come from a people that worship God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. You've got to know how to worship your God. And she would give us different things and different statements, and sometimes they were funny and Sometimes we would not take them seriously, but moms had a way of saying the funniest things, amen? Sometimes she would tell us stuff that didn't make much sense. 
I have people that still laugh at me when I repeat some of my mom's statements. She used to say, that's crazy as all get out. What does crazy as all get out mean? doesn't mean a whole lot if you don't know that that means that's crazier than everybody else who would try to get out of here or something like that. I don't really know exactly what it meant, but it meant that that's pretty ridiculous and pretty crazy. The value of a mom is so very important. Mom tends to boo-boos, amen, cuts when children have scrapes. That's what moms do. They take care of knees and elbows, and moms pay attention to little details of uh, cuts and different things that need to be taken care of. And they also deal with dresses, little frizzy dresses for girls, lace, and all the cute things. I don't know if you have had um, a, a situation where mom was gone for very long, but I'm coming off of mother's retreat, and I've been with my kids for three days straight. And so I'm pretty frazzled, I would have to say. Because guys focus on one thing at a time, as I talked about last Sunday. And I just want you to know that focusing on my kids and focusing on my job and focusing on the church all at the same time was very, very difficult. So I was very happy when mom came home on Saturday night. I was like, yes, God, thank you. I'm so glad that there's somebody else that can handle the emotional load with me. I'm grateful for a wife that's a godly woman that knows how to pray for her husband and pray for her kids. Amen. But she also knows how to care for us as well. Mothers run to aid of crying children when in fear and hurt. Mothers bring life and emotional nurturing to their husband and their children. And they care for us with greater value than we could ever attain on our own. They believe in us. They care about us. The value of a mom is great. Amen. It's more than anything we could ever replace. I, I read this not too long ago. Maybe I've shared it with you before. It's called The Cost of Replacing Mom. It was a study that they did, and they analyzed the different job types that moms have to do, the different things they do all in one day. And mothers have been known to earn different titles, different hats. They're, they're either a medic or they're, they're a caretaker or they're doing laundry or they're doing something else, some, some different role. And so they put all those roles together, and they figured out how much it would cost to pay for those different services that mom is giving you. And they figured out that mothers would be earning right around $48,383.91 a year if they were paid for looking after the children and doing child care, according to the research. They would be paid right around $50,000. That does not include all the other tasks that they do on a daily basis. The average mo mother spends 71 hours on household chores every week. Hello, somebody. That's a lot of chores. If you have a lot of children, you spend 74, 71 hours telling the children to do the chores every week. Amen? Okay. All right. It's going to get real in here. So they do different things, including food shopping, cleaning, clothes shopping, and managing family schedules and events. Then there is the mom's taxi service. Hello, moms. Anybody know what the taxi service is like? Mom, take me here. Take me there. All of these tasks, if having to be paid for individually, sum up to a total cost of about $60,000 a year, added on top of the $48,000 that you'd already have to pay mom for the the services she does for childcare. So the average mom would work 
per week, which moms do work about 90 hours per week on average, keeping the home and keeping up with schedules. And so they said, according to the study, that it brings mom's salary up to an annual amount of $108,383.91. Moms are not just available, they're, in, they're expensive. Amen? Moms are expensive. So right now, all the men are going to take out their wallet, and they're going to write a check to mom for $108,000. Nobody's taking, take, yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. That's going to be a rubber check, amen? It's going to bounce every which way but Sunday. Moms deserve recognition and praise. Moms deserve to be talked about with kind words, amen? Moms deserve to be given moments of downtime. And every mom said hello. Every mom said amen. So moms need downtime. Treated, they need to be treated with kindness. They need to be spoken to with respect. All the children said amen. All right, I heard some of you. Treated as the first lady of your family, even on her bad days. She's still the best thing that ever happened to you, even on her bad days. Amen. Cherished. She needs to be respected. And there's other things that need to not happen for mom. She does not deserve to be used when you want something and when you want something and her needs forgotten when you get what you needed. Amen. Need to worry about mom's needs as well. You don't need to talk. She doesn't deserve you to talk bad about her behind her back. Amen, somebody. She's always looking out for you and trying to do her best for you. I realize there are some things we cannot get without earning it, but the fact is she's a mother that demands your respect because she takes care of you and she mothers you the best she could. And that is worth our praise. Amen? Let's give mama praise one more time today. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's also other important things that we have to do and recognize about mom. She teaches girls how to cook and sew and different care items in the home. That's very important that we do that. We're losing some of these things in our culture because we become a culture that understands that women stand beside us. And in the culture that Jesus stepped into, it was a culture where women were subservient. Amen. They were less than men. In fact, considered property of men that purchased often their wives. And many times they had multiple wives. But God once winked at ignorance but commands all men in now to repent amen so we understand that God took Eve from Adam's side because he meant for her to stand beside us not under our feet men hello somebody and we need to recognize that women are very special to us and they nurture not only the kids but they nurture our life and they are a type shadow I believe Jesus and I've often asked this question why would God come come to the earth when he did to be Messiah when he did and why would he not come maybe even now to be Messiah now. There's so much more impact. Media everywhere. People on every continent would see his crucifixion if it happened right now. It'd be posted on your Facebook right now. If he died on Friday, we'd know about it on Twitter by, by today. All of us would be talking about a Messiah who came to earth and died for all of us. But I realized that in those times that was still the best picture. If if mothers were serving their, their husbands and if they were giving themselves to, to children to bearing of children that that was the most important value
value of a woman in those days. It was the perfect picture of the church that has a priority of bearing children to God who is our groom. Jesus Christ being our groom, the church being the bride, must bring forth children. Amen? So those that are spiritual here today, I would tell you this. How long will we be a wife to Jesus Christ and not be a mother as a church? How long will we live for Jesus Christ as a good spouse, but not bring forth offspring? I believe that is what the Spirit of God is saying to the church today. I really believe that God is asking his church, will you reach out to somebody who doesn't know who I am? Will you share the message of Jesus with somebody who's lost in depression and lost in sadness and lost in difficulty? and lost in addiction could you be the mother of the church that needs to bring someone who needs to be born again amen somebody I really believe that's what the spirit would say to the church today but as a mother's day gift you I preach so much more than that because I know that we have to understand we are not always capable of doing what God calls us to do I have spent time just this week offloading things and maybe that prayer previously came from my own feelings and understanding of what God is asking me to do I feel sometimes overwhelmed by the job that I have to do in life and sometimes I realize when I start to analyze all the different components of what I need to do as a pastor and a father and a and a friend to my wife and and her husband that I realize there are some things that I cannot change but the things that I can change I need to be desperately involved in and I need to be completely intentional in amen so what I realized is, as I was doing some analyzation this week, I, I felt like God told me, why do you worry about the things that are not yours to do? And I noticed that in life there are more and more situations where I try to handle things that are not mine to handle, amen? They're God's job. And so and when we talk about mothers, we have to also talk about the understanding that moms, when you're doing things for your children and when you're trying to raise your kids and when you're trying to bring them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, I want you to know that there are some things that are not your job. I wish I could get a better amen on that. There are some things that you have to leave in the hands of Almighty God. You do your best and let God do the rest. Amen? If you have a child that's wayward and you've done your best to live for God in front of them, you let God quicken their heart. You let God work on them. You let God go after them. He's not going to leave them when you've prayed over them, Mama. He's not going to leave them alone when you've asked God to reach for them. He will be faithful to your prayers. And he will go after that child that seems to want to run from God. There are things that you have to understand you cannot do on your own. You just have to surrender it to the Lord. Amen? Mothers go to death's door to become a mom. They take on enormous pain and suffering. And that just blows my mind, the kind of suffering they go through. I mean, even, I don't, they say the worst kind of pain is snapping a femur. Amen? I don't have any clue what that kind of pain is like. I don't really want to know what that kind of pain is like. But whenever my, whenever my wife was having our first child, Seth, she couldn't even talk. She was in so much pain. She was like 
don't, don't touch me. Don't even touch me. <laughs> I was like trying to comfort, you know, how you do. He's like, I was trying to rub her arm or be a comfort somehow to her. I didn't know how to do that. But she was like, just don't, don't even touch me. I don't, don't do that. I, I got to get through this. And, and she was very strong. And, and whenever Seth um, was obviously handed to me by the doctors, I just began to wept because of the beauty of life. And there's something different about when it becomes your kids. Every mom should say amen. And, and just the enormous pain that they go through. And I, I don't have the ability sometimes to identify with that, but they're, they're resourceful. Moms are disciplined. Moms, moms are able to be resourceful when there's a need, and they don't necessarily have everything that they can do to provide for the need. They somehow become resourceful. I remember times when we didn't have money, but it seemed like mom always knew what to do. She always had the right solution. We would get in our sleeping bags and play in the living room, but we didn't realize that she couldn't pay the heating bill. We were just having fun as kids, you know. It was like snuggle on the couch time, and we thought it was just mom and us and having a good time, but really it was because she didn't have money to pay the light bill or the heating bill or something was going on. Or we would just have we would just have moments where she sheltered us from the harshness of life and gave us what we thought was just normal upbringing. I didn't know I was poor when I grew up. I didn't know I didn't have any money. We didn't. I didn't know that we were living from food stamps to food stamps. We lived ten years on food stamps. And the only time I found out about it was whenever I later in life, I found out that we had to pay for our food with different kind of money. I didn't know that. But the whole time, she provided for us. However she could find to provide, she provides. And that's what a mother does. Amen? She teaches and she models it. Amen. Mothers teach and model their children the tender side of the personality of God himself. Men can be so harsh sometimes. Just do it. Why? Because I said so. That's why. Because I'm your dad. Just do it. And moms are like, honey, we need to explain. And I'm like, well, they need to do it. <laughs> and she's like, okay, kids, this is why we're doing this. The softer side of moms. So the children can grow with a healthy God concept. It's important that we understand that the father can be an authoritarian and if that's all that children see, they can think that their father in heaven is authoritarian. And he's just going to drop the gavel every time. But when mothers step into the picture, it gives a soft side to it. And in spite of the fact that some never experienced those qualities, we have to understand that that is what a mother does. She produces a soft side that allows people to not only see what needs to be done, but feel what needs to be done. And so it's important today that I share with you that Jesus built the mother for a specific task. Mothers in this day and age have a lot cut out for them. I get that. And I, I have different experiences. I remember when I grew up um, and then I went to Bible college and then I had like, I had this kind of like this resentment that built up against my mother for some of the decisions she made in life. And, and it was just young, immature thinking. But I remember going to a meeting and I woke up in the middle of the night and I just began to, to weep and I called my mom it was late in the evening and I said mom I just want to say I'm sorry I'm sorry for the way I treated you and acted I'm sorry for the way I acted out towards you because I didn't understand the pressures and I didn't understand the things that you were lifting amen the work that she was doing to get us raised was difficult in fact I, I, I want you to know that in spite of whether my mother was absent or there or whether she was not, it does not matter. 
the fact is the church is called a represented as the mother. And whenever you don't have those things in your life, you need to find it here at the house of God. And so when we look to the church, she is called the mother of us all. Now, I, I don't know if you have studied this out at all, but David says a few things in, his, in Psalms 27. He says, when my mother and my father forsake me, then the Lord shall take me up. In other words, if you had lived a life without a good mom or a good dad, you have to know that the Lord will take you up in those situations. He'll come and he'll be your mother and your father for you. He'll be a father figure in your life or he'll put a father figure in your life. He'll put a mother figure in your life if you go through that. He will literally nurture you. That's his promise. God will nurture you where your mother failed. And some of us don't realize that because we were looking for our mother to be a good mother and she wasn't capable of doing that. I want you to know my mom's a good mother. I'm not saying she's a bad mother. I'm just saying that there were times when I thought she was a bad mother, but whenever I look back, now I see she put the most emphasis and the most value on the most important things, which were a walk with God. Amen? She put the most important things in perspective. And so I brought a couple of statements today. I hope that's okay with you. There are things that mom used to say to me. She used to say this, don't mind the mess. Has mom ever said that to you? Don't mind the mess. Have friends come over, don't mind the mess. Because moms understood something, that a mess means progress. Everybody say that with me. A mess means progress. If you're going to build a new building where we're sitting right now today, what would you have to do? You'd have to make a mess. You'd have to tear this down and make a mess in order to progress into a new beautiful building. Amen? So you have to understand that sometimes mothers knew before we did that rearranging our lives was very important because they were making room for us to grow and to expand. And even though it was a mess right now, God's in the process of creating progress out of us. And so when my mother would move the furniture around in the house, anybody have mothers who move the furniture regularly? Just to change it up, to just move the couch from here over to there. I'm like, Mom, it was, it was fine where it was at. The couch was good there. And she's like, no, we just need to change it a little bit. And she'd, like, she'd have a mess going. And I'm like, Mom, what are you doing? And she's like, well, I'm making a mess so that it can get better in here. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Anytime you're going to do anything, it gets messy, amen? And so the picture that I want to give you from that statement is that when God chooses to do something in your life that's very powerful and very progressive for your life, don't, don't be surprised when a mess shows up first, amen? When something kind of falls apart before God starts doing something that he has set up. It seems like the setbacks are something that hurts us, but really God's just maybe demolishing something he's put his hard hat on and he's walked in as the boss on the job and he's in the process of making a mess so that he can create some progress in your life amen somebody well that's good preaching anyways thank you mom for that one mom also gave me this one and I know you're listening mom I love you uh, she's not listening right now she's listening later she always catches the, the webcast so you don't give to get how many heard that one from mom? You don't give to get. Because mom realized that you have to learn how to serve people in life. 
And even when it costs you something, you still have to learn how to serve people. And it also translates to our relationship with God. Everything that I'm giving to you will preach. Amen. So God understands and maybe put in the heart of my mother the idea that you don't just do something to get something. Because when you give to get, sooner or later when you don't get what you give to get for, you stop giving what you got, what you wanted to, do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> when, you, when you give to get and you don't get it, when you serve, I'll just translate it to the boardroom of God, amen? When you go to God with your prayers and you ask God for something and God doesn't give you what you asked him for, you will stop serving God if he doesn't give you what you want him to give you, amen? So what she was teaching me when she said that simple little phrase that I didn't understand, you don't give to get, son. She was teaching me a greater principle that would apply to the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. That I'm not serving God based upon what he gives me. I'm serving God based upon the fact that he first loved me and died for me. And I can serve him all my life without him answering a prayer all because he saved me. And he deserves it. Amen? So you don't give to get because when you serve for something, when that something doesn't show up, you stop serving. Some people do that. Some people are very manipulative. Hello, somebody. Uh, we're living in a world that is becoming more and more selfish. And the, the root is selfishness. And the tree is growing right now. And the tree is manipulation. And you have to understand this. You have to be wise in the times, amen? You have to know the word of God. You have to realize that there's going to be truce breakers in the last days. And there's going to be people with unnatural affection, the Bible says. And you have to understand what that means. And what it means is when we have a society that's so self-saturated that it creates people that don't even know how to have loving relationships anymore. Because every connection they have, they're manipulating that connection to get something because they don't know how to give without getting amen so everything that they have as far as a connection is they try to get something from somebody and when that person doesn't give it to them they stop giving back and I want you to know that there is a very real place where relationships break down and that is whenever somebody's only connected to you for what they get amen and mom's taught us that you don't just do things because you get something. She loved you when you said no. She loved you when you threw your bowl of cereal on the floor, amen? She loved you when you did not love her. She loved that teenage girl that says, Mom, I hate you. And she still loved her anyways. And she loves no matter what she gets back because she cares about you. Mom also said this one. I won't get off much into that whole manipulation thing that's a whole nother lesson for another day but if you know people that live like that i want you to know that god has a hard time connecting to people that only do things because they get something back from him because when their prayers are not answered they stop living for god and i want to praise god because i have a relationship with him sometimes people text me like pastor we need this <laughs> and i sit back hello <laughs> hi how are you doing today because they have an agenda that they texted me with. I got to get something done. But you have to know that mom always taught us when she said, you, get, you don't give to get. She always taught us that relationships are more valuable than agendas. 
Well, that's good preaching. And you have to live your life focusing on relationships. So sometimes I send back, hello, how are you doing? And try to start the conversation in the relationship area and then get to the request. I want you to know mom said this, lose the attitude. Anybody ever have mom say lose the attitude? Amen. That one I'll just let sit there and I'm not even going to touch it. Lose the attitude. And the last one I want to say today and I'm closing with this about moms is mom always said slow down slow down don't run so fast in the house slow down and I think that's a lesson that could be given to us all in our spirit is we race so quickly and we're on such tight schedules and we miss some of the most beautiful things God has done for us and if we just take mom's advice today and let her build the house one more time let her build us up by her words and her messages. We should slow down and enjoy what God is doing. Amen. So today I want to encourage you. Mom is a picture of salvation. Mom represents family. And mom above all is to be honored. Let's slow down. Let's don't mind the mess. Let's lose the attitude. And let's... Uh, give not to get. Amen.